Welcome to your typical Shono protagonist. He's Kai, I'm Kells, and welcome back to another podcast. This week we're talking about Beyond the Boundary. First off, Kai, how you doing? I am doing good. I am beyond the sadness. Eh? Wait, no. Eh? Eh? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm done with my first master's class. Congrats. And I passed it with flying colors to the detriment of the podcast. But you know what? Uh, we're going to take care of that in quarter one of 2022. Um, but this is like the first uh, anime we've gotten to this this podcast. Um, back from that whole unsurprised delay. And yeah. it was one that you had mentioned, but like it fell off our radar. It's uh, it's Beyond the Boundary animated by Kyo Annie, uh, from back in 2013. Yeah, this one was a... I felt like it was hidden in the gems of 2013, um, but at the same time, maybe it wasn't, you know? Maybe we just didn't watch it, I feel well, like. Well, I think, I think this is, like, a show that was incredibly interesting and well-animated, but it was... it probably got left out in the like early new wave of anime streaming because you think about stuff in 2012 and 2013 you know netflix bringing over some anime shows i i remember watching like psychopaths on netflix yeah and uh fate zero on netflix but if it didn't come over you know like that i missed out in that kind of time period i mean um just dropping some knowledge of what did come out when this came out. Um, first season of Attack on Titan, Kill a Kill, Devil is a Part-Timer, My Teen Romantic sta- Comedy Snafu, Golden Time, one of my favorite romances, Day Alive, like High School DxD New, you know, like Montegrace series, the second season. Like there was a lot that this was competing with. And, you know, like there is not much wonder why it didn't reach our radars because... Granted, this was, you know, a good one up there, but it had to compete with so many other things. Certainly. And and it, for me, probably totally has to do with uh, platforms. Yeah. But definitely, there was a volume of content out there that, you know, this is just another one of the great things that, you know, uh, same reason we talk about some of the other shows uh, fall off because, you know, like movies. You know, you've got a, a cult classic movie and you go, why didn't this do well at the box office? Well, I don't know. It was going up against the Avengers or some shit. Yeah. You know? So we were talking about, you know, Rise of the Guardians on our other podcast plug. Um, but yeah, you know, Beyond the Boundary is, I would say, a great anime. One that, you know, I felt like if it was any other, I felt like if this had gone back to 2012, I mean, it did good. Like, you know, we're, I'm sitting here acting like it didn't do well. Like, it was received well. It has a predominantly positive score. Like, you know, more so than average. It's above average. You know, a lot of people had watched it. It was fairly popular, I would say. Um, it's on any list. It's the 100th most popular anime of all time. So, obviously, it's doing something right to be in the top 100, even at 100. And it's Kyo you know, Kyo Animation. Like, they, I don't want to say they exclusively make bangers, but like. <laughs> they have a story and track record of doing just that. Yes, they don't really waste their time with bullcrap, I will say. Like, 
they, I mean, for goodness sake, Violet Evergarden, freaking um, Love Chibiu, like Kobayashi's Dragon Maid, Mirai Colors, freaking Sound Euphonium, man. Like, just straight bangers. Like, and I, they didn't do Angel Beats, did they? They did do Angel Beats. Did, did they? they? Did they? I don't know, bruh. Like, I don't think so. Maybe. Um, when did Angel Beats? We're going we're gonna to have to look it up. Because it certainly... Uh, that's one of those shows that really hits in the same vein. Um, uh, kind of, sort of, you know, your 12 episode, um, you know, sad boy anime, Angel Beats, Plastic Memories. Those are kind of like drama. Uh, you know, we have some action in Angel Beats, but, you know, it's still it's still drama. It's still uh, people's emotions. It's still like coping with things. And this is very much the same way with Beyond the Boundary. So let's uh, let's run over the synopsis right quick. We've got an ooky spooky world of occult stuff where we have uh, Yomu, these kind of kind of demonic entities from human hatred and shit um, that exists in a realm that cannot be seen by normal humans. Right. We've got the spirit world warriors. Sure. Um, who are basically, you know, spirit detectives, your your occult people who are killing the Yomu and saving the universe, right? Um, and that's kind of where we get our initial conflict, is our main character is half Yomu. Surprise! Yes. Um, and we go down a path of like, what does that mean? How does it happen? We don't know how it happens. Um, and, you know, navigating these characters' relationships in terms of saving the world from, I don't know, being axe-murdered by ghosts. True, true. Um, and I feel like one anime that was inspired directly by this, you probably haven't seen it, but 2020's Inspector, um, like I-N-Specter, uh, is a supernatural anime, which just really follows that like, type of vibe of Beyond the Boundary. Like I even feel like their cover art is like similar, which... You know, if you want to look at it, I posted it in our group chat. But, um, like, it just was really taken from Beyond the Boundary. I feel like almost, like, a direct child of. And I feel like that speaks to what Beyond the Boundary does. Because Inspector is, like, really great, in my personal opinion. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, no, totally. I can see exactly what you're talking about. Um spooky kind of uh the character art style is similar we got cute stuff we've got you know strong stuff we've got busty stuff um uh but totally you know uh I, this is a genre that i totally vibe with i absolutely love supernatural stuff like boogie pop phantom i was totally gonna say that um yeah um e you know even when we get to the weird gross stuff like norgami uh, wait not norgami's not weird and gross but. no norgami is in the same like supernatural vein yeah I absolutely love norgami uh but like even in the the more horror type stuff um higurashi like higurashi higurashi gets like weird meta spooky and not just like only gory um but definitely definitely this is my like genre i absolutely love this stuff and and to have this be focused on like high school relationships and dealing with like coming into your own person, even with the like 
the the weight of the world and your lot in life being incontrollable um still like finding your own way I, like that's my jam man yeah and i love when they do things like this um where you have two characters you have um the main character and you have the secondary character um well not secondary like two main characters and they both are kind of like the same but they go about things the different way we've got akito who goes yeah this is my lot in life but you know i'm not gonna let it control me and like ruin you make it depressed and you got mirai who's like this is all i can do you know i'm gonna be a sad girl for like you know seven episodes or well i guess six if we don't count the fan service filler episode but she's going to be a sad girl for 10 of the 12 episodes until she's like, I'm dead. I'm going to take control of my life and die. Um, <laughs> sorry. Twice. <laughs> um, by the way, enormous spoilers. spoilers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we got to get yeah. better at, you know, doing that beforehand, which is slightly on me. But um, yeah, no. So. We've got two different, like, types of duality on one side. We've got, you know, they both have the same same lot, but they're, like, different sides of the same coin, which is really yeah. interesting to see how that, you know, progresses. In KyoAni, I feel like at the base of all their stuff, they have at least a little romance, like, whether it's not, like, apparent or anything, it's just still kind of there and hinted at, especially around this time, because in 2013, like I said, you had the... Um, everything coming out, so you gotta have a little romance in your like stuff, and this mixed with the other characters, like the synergy of the cast is great in this anime. I feel like personally, yes, and and it does it does like well in making them feel like friends, but also like distant, and you're like, okay, well. You know, the the Naze family has, like, political stuff going on. So, like, where do our two Naze uh, siblings that are friends with our main character, like, where do their allegiance lie? Like, okay, they're friendly, but what happens later? You know, it, it, it keeps that kind of suspense between characters, and it makes it interesting all the way through. Yeah, I don't think it's till like episode five or so where we see um, Mirai and um, Misuki sit down and have like a real ass conversation in a coffee shop. Is that episode five? Um, it's it's episode five. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, but but definitely like like even even that dynamic. You know, they sit down and they're talking business, and then they they don't know how to make small talk. They're just like, oh. Is that it? Great. Now we're just going to, I don't know, sit here. Yeah. So. And then, you know, good stuff happens because, you know, they become friends. But even the deeper conspiracy, man. Ooh. Like. It, it keeps going. It goes deeper. And yeah. Deeper. And I really liked, because we talked about how these are spirit warriors or warrior spirits. Oh, my God. Um, Worlds. Or spirit world warriors. Yeah, spirit world warriors. There we go. Um, these spirit world warriors. You know, I, I like that the whole cast is involved in the fight, basically. Like, you've got, you know, our two side characters are like two supporting characters. I guess they're main characters as well, but um, the Nase family who's out here. Like, one dude fights with a scarf, which is... I gonna lie, this is the first time I saw someone fight with a scarf in anime. So, 
points to originality. I don't know if you've seen that before, but um, um, timeline wise, it probably comes before My Hero and Eraserhead. But like, oh yeah, true, true facts. Yeah, true facts. I'd forget that. Um, um, also the dude, the evil dude from uh, Soul Eater. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a scarf. It was more like mummy wrap. Oh, the Genshin? Still. Or Gishin? Yeah. The I'm going to punch yeah. you type dude? Yes. Yeah. P- punch of courage, yeah. man. What you got on, what you got on that? <laughs> that's, what, what's that? that's what happened here, man. True, basically. Punch of accepting your own feelings. <laughs> punch of social, like, I mean, punch of like, I don't know. This is, it was a cool punch, you know? Like. Yes, definitely. Like, so. Yeah, we've got like the everyone's fine. And then not to talk about the cool ass like detective or I mean, I guess he's not really a detective, but he's got like the detective vibe on um, Moroku, like his whole like douching like I mean, he's Oh yeah, you're talking about you're talking about the uh the dude from the uh Spirit World Warrior Society. Yeah. He's With like the gloves the, and the juice box. Yeah, the interrogation dude, like Yeah. I'm like even him as a foil, because I wouldn't really say he's a villain. I mean, like, what would you say? Would you preface him as a antagonist? I would say he's definitely an antagonist. But it's one of those things where, like, everything in this show is not black and white. Like, you you make things interesting by not saying he's just the bad guy. Yeah. Because, yes, he is just the bad guy. But... He's like unveiling a lot of the secrets of the Naze family, and like I don't know, things aren't exactly what they seem to be, and they're not exactly right. But I we don't know what exactly is going on, you know. True, true. Which is we want answers, but that's part of like how this show, in its twelve episodes, can be so gripping. Right. It can stay with you. It can leave its hooks sinking in you because it 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 leaves you with those questions. You know, it leaves you wanting to know, which makes you care about the product as a whole. True. So I'm appreciative of the overall aspect of this anime and the synopsis of what it did, because like you said, there is, isn't, you know, the most original because I mean, not that. It's unoriginal, but, you know, we do have things like Boogie Bop and we have other things that are along the genre of Beyond the Boundary. But Beyond the Boundary feels special. I don't know if that's due to I mean, it's due to Kyo Annie, like just doing what they do like. But it feels special in terms of like the music, the art style, like just the use of color, the, you know, and I, I like I heard that. Oh, this is very divisive, which is why I wanted to watch it and get into it for on this podcast. Like, because a lot of people were like, oh, like the main character, the main heroine is kind of useless. She's just like a glasses fetish type person. And which, okay, one face value, yes. Yeah. Fa- face value. Okay. Gla- glasses. Yeah. Oh, okay. I Anyways. get you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. At face value, definitely. That's all she is. But it goes deeper. Yeah, like, I would say, I personally, I feel like, you know, our homie Zog, who we do our other podcast with, I feel like he would be one of the people who would agree, yeah, she's useless, like, her. I mean, I don't, I I haven't talked to him enough about stuff like this. You you have heard more of his opinions than I am. 
But I would almost argue he would be like, after episode four, I didn't get that vibe anymore. Because he was distracted by the idol show. But. <laughs> Which is fair. Hmm. Uh, but definitely, definitely. It's like, if you if you sit here and you don't push through and like get hooked on the mystery. Yeah. Our, our, our main heroine just feels like she's being dragged along. But and you know, slowly opened up. Yeah, I would say like some people who have like because after I finished this, I said okay, let me go see what other people's like. I'm one of those you know weebs who like to go and you know read like what's going on with the you know with the show. Like hey, what's, yeah, what what's the pulse in the community? Yeah, like going the forum and everything i've learned to always do that after you watch it because spoilers in the anime community are like freaking bumps in the road they are everywhere so a lot of people were saying like even after like it was very divisive it seemed like most of the majority of people i would say had positive feedback towards this anime as myself included um but some people like you know were like oh mariah like you know she was just kind of there like it was really Ahito or Akito who kind of just saved or Ahito Akihito? I don't Akihito. Know. Akihito, yeah. Akihito who just kinda saved the show along with, you know, best girl Misuki. And I'm just like, you know, Misuki was best girl. Can't throw that away. But I think Mirai like I liked how for a fact the main girl wasn't the best girl. I don't know if that was done intentional, but I like that she had flaws. You know, I like that we got to see her become her person i feel like we had a true character arc unlike i'm just gonna compare it to like an awesome type character who was just you know i don't want to say together from the start but just likable out the bat you know what i mean like i'm glad we had to build up mariah's character in De- definitely definitely and that's part of the thing that makes this show interesting and like not just a shonen battle anime you know um it's what gives it some some emotional hook and you know i i would say that yeah i totally agree um you know having her i would not call her useless you know we get into the kind of weird mystery swerves down later in the in the episode count where it's like okay well she's not everything we she we thought she was yes she didn't know what she was doing but equally she was on a mission to kill this man from the very beginning right so when you know, connecting back before the opening of episode one, it's like, oh, wow, the, the plot thickens. But equally, we see, you know, the, the growth and progression and relationships uh, and like get to see her make her decision and her be not just a damsel in distress, you know, because we don't really see Akihito do anything other than like die and then become a demon who is overpowered like true that's his whole power is i will i don't know be immortal and then fuck up and wind up going berserker which you know is is his challenge you know in in the same way she has and that's part of the whole plot too it's like She's like, oh, you don't understand. You're, you don't know what it's like. You've got friends, and I'll always be alone. And he's like, I know exactly what that's like. And she's like, no, you don't. Don't talk to me. 
And then, you know, turn around and she comprehends it after he goes like murder ghost on everyone. Um, But like them both reconciling that was cool. Yeah, I, I appreciated that. And her like being like, I'm a sacrifice myself. And it being like, I'm going to remove the literal demon that is attached itself to you. How which. OK, let's talk about this one right quick. Yep. The name of the show Beyond the Boundary. Is the name of the like most powerful demon in comprehension, right? Yeah. And it was living inside of our main character. Now, he's a half half Yomu. Yeah, half Yomu. Which half uh, which means his mother presumably had to make sweet, sweet Inuyasha love to a Yomu. We don't get that backstory yet. I don't know if we ever will. I believe that is one of the movies. Because I know one oh. of them is a prequel. Because it's like, how does this, like, time, space, warping, like, ball of malevolence, like, make a human child? Mm-hmm. W- what is this? Well, it's like some <laughs> season five Samurai Jack stuff, like, where Aku is like, mm, sweet, sweet cult booty, have my children, cult of darkness. Bro. What's the over under? That's exactly how this happened. I mean, I don't know. I haven't looked at it, but if I'm right, I swear. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna love it. Just mm, sweet, sweet beyond the boundary cult booty. I mean, hey, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I could see it happening. It is anime. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know either. Let's talk for sixty seconds about like how absolutely gorgeous this show is freaking beautiful like it's this show is so saturated with color but in a good way you know it's like like looking at the you know i don't want to say title card like what is it called um the poster i guess you would say the poster you would that is virtually what you get you know you get i would say there's about five minutes in each episode where the animation just kind of goes off for no reason um but on top of that like, I mean, in a good way, of course. And, like, the last two episodes, I want to say, when we got into the Big Bad and Akito's like, I'm going to murder everybody and demon blood and all that. Like, it's like they found their budget. Like, oh, all right, you know, the rest of the anime is already done. We got about, like, 20K left. Go ham in these last two episodes. And they did, you know. Um, I really liked... I really liked also the sword animation. Like, the blood sword, I felt, was kind of lacking. Like, it could have been cooler. It just felt like a sword with blood. But at the same time, it was a whole ass blood exactly, sword. That's exactly... Yeah. I'm like, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to... I'd be cool if she could, like, shape it or do something else. Or, like, you know, I think I wanted some Dead Man Wonderland going on. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but... I have not. Yeah, so basically, but, um, they're bloodbenders. So they use the blood in their bodies to shape different weapons and techniques and all that stuff. Like think Fire Force, but with blood. I don't know if you've yeah. seen Fire Force, but um, <laughs> I have not. I'm I'm slacking, David Productions. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, yeah, I kind of wanted her to do more with her blood, but I was like, you know what? I take I take what I can, and but like that scene when towards the beginning, I think it was like episode one or two. When she's chasing our boy to kill him and he throws the bucket and she like slides and cuts it. I'm like, yo, yo, man, 
the the physical comedy of her just always tripping is hilarious. Yeah. It's like she she's out for blood, but she's so inexperienced that he's just like, all right, tripwire. Now random junk on the ground. And it, it works every time. It is absolutely hilarious. And following the fact that, um, you know, following the fact that there is like a glasses fetish like going on in here. It's like just it's so odd, uh, like to me. Because I'm like, I get, I don't think I've ever like consciously been like, ooh, I have a glasses fetish. Or like, I don't think about those type of things. Anime's like, yeah, we know you got this that you don't know that you have. And I'm like, like glasses are cute, but now I'm like, man, that's a whole thing. Like, you know? Man. Th- so this is probably a cultural thing. But I'm like, this is exactly in the same vein as like, um, Bunny Girl Senpai. With the bunny girl outfit. Yeah. And like more more cutesy and not etchy in the slightest. But like the obsession with things. Like uh girl soon panzers and fucking tanks. You know? Um, like this is one of those like, okay, we're gonna throw in a very specific thing, and that's going to be something we can just focus on the entire show. Um in this case, it was our main character's fetish of different glasses and the different frames and uh, motions and mannerisms girls can have while wearing glasses. A true appreciation. A true for, connoisseur uh, of the arts, you know? Yes, and the fact that he was... <sighs> Here's something. Um, at some point in the show... Mirai is like, oh my god, I'm literally broke. How am I going to pay rent? And then our, uh, what's her name? Um, our shopkeeper lady, the literal nine-tailed fox. Karama? Wait, no, um. Um, yes, Karama. Um, no, Ayaka Shindo, the appraiser of Yomu. Uh, she's like, hey, by the way. I'll pay you if you model for me. And it winds up that our main character is the one that's like buying all of these photos of her. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know who you thought was buying these photos. <laughs> when they find all of the photos in his apartment, once he's like, I don't know, dead. Yeah. Or no, he's, he's turned into a super mutant and now he's like hiding. Yeah. That was a good callback. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, enjoyed it. That. It was weird. I enjoyed it. Like it was a, uh... It was a fun time, and there is a good bit of, like, hijinks and comedy in this, which is, you know, Kyo Annie likes to blend that stuff. Um, Kyo Annie likes fucking high schools, too, man. Like, I'm just like, can we do this somewhere outside of a high school, like, one time? Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. True. Okay. Yeah, you you were right. You got me there. Um, Can we do this as a salary man? Is this just... Obiashi's. So no, okay. I was like, is this just, is this just as a salary man? And I was like, no, there, bro, there's more to it. But um, that one joke where they were like, I went to apply my sister to be an idol, and then she replaced all of my music with naked salary man audio vo- books. That was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but definitely the comedy, in my opinion, hits. Um, 
the animation is gorgeous. The characters and, and their stories and relationships hits. This is one of those shows where for 12 episodes, it is 175% worth the time invested in watching it. Yeah, 100% agree. Like this is, I would definitely recommend this, you know, and I would give it a, I would give it a strong C plus, maybe a B. Like, I don't know. I feel that it is really good, but I have to keep raising my stakes on anime because like so much good stuff keeps coming out and I got to go back and be like, okay, where's the standard? Where is the line? Like quick flex, 86 crazy. Mishoko Tensei crazy. Like you hawk shell still to go. Same thing with fruits baskets. Don't get it twisted. So if I'm comparing it against those, you know, they have the supernatural, the romance element and, you know, 86, I just wanted to say 86 because 86. Yes. But like, I got to give it like a, I got to give it a C plus because, you know, there's are things that could have been done better. You know, there are, I feel like there's, um, I feel like the explanations of some things could have been like more flushed out and like not overloaded right at the beginning. Granted, there was, it did work out in the long run, but I feel like some things could have, you know, gone a tad bit smoother in the flushing out of, information and then i would like like granted i felt like everything was kind of saved for the back half a little bit like the first six or seven episodes was like exposition it wasn't bad exposition like we still got to see some dope fights some awesome scenes but i feel like if we could have like taken that strength and fleshed it out all through like these 12 episodes this could have been like something really crazy but at the same time it's still sure. really good like I, I I I think I see what you're talking about because like up until episode five, like you go get through episode five up until the filler episode of them being idols, which was fun. It was a great time. Yeah. Um, and I don't even I don't I wouldn't call it a filler episode. I would call it a break. Yeah. You know. Um, but like up until that point, you know, we are we are world building, we are character building, we are relationship building, and then episode seven, we can then begin to twist and swerve on what what we've built. But it's like we it took us this far to like begin the swerve. So I, I could see what you're talking about. Uh, but definitely 100% worth your time. Um, now, sad boy anime endings. Everyone dies. Post credit scene or not post credit scene in this case. Uh, the main love like love interest comes back and is like, oh boy. Um, what's your take on this one? She comes back wholeheartedly. Not some kind of tease, but like, hey, I'm on the roof and not dead. Like, what's your take on that? Date me. Um, it might be explained in one of the movies better or like an OPA, but at the same yeah. time, I'm like, what? Um, definitely. It's like, yeah, oh, I, I thought you were dead again. Like, what do you mean you just get to come back? Yeah, it's one of those things where you're like, all right, like, you know, anime is just going to anime. You gotta, like, low-key kind of accept it. <laughs> yes. It's because she was beyond the boundary. You know? Roll credits. You know, that's that makes sense. And not, <laughs> not everybody died. The Nases lived. Yeah, no, it's just her. Yeah. Just she gave up her life twice. Yeah. And then didn't die. But, you know, love interest. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it was, Thanks it was, for coming back. Yeah. And it was kind of weird. Everybody was just like, you know what? It is what it is. Like, I mean, not that they didn't act like this whole thing happened. But it felt like it kind of got a little bit brushed off. Maybe. 
So I was like, I don't know. It kind of wrapped up right there at the end. Yeah. It's like, we, I don't know if we got to see much of that interaction with other people. Yeah. It's like, we fucking out, boys. And we were fucking but, out, boys. Speaking of fucking out, um, you can catch the show, your typical show no protagonist, on all your podcasts. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon podcast at your typical show no protagonist. Or on Twitter at your TSP. That's U R T S P. Of course, to catch the other product at Content Breaker on all your packages as well. Guy, where can we catch you? You can catch me at Static Dreads. That's with a Z on Twitter because I'm cool. Who knows what's happening, but hopefully it's happening. Uh, and we will catch y'all next week for more anime conversations. We got to figure out what we're talking about. Uh, right here on your typical Shonen protagonist.